amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a brand new episode of A Walk Through the Multiverse. I'm your host, Joe, and I apologize for yelling, but this show is part of the Geek Ultimate Lives Network with eight shows in total. We have all the shows in our show notes if you want to check them out. Uh, if you're listening now, which means you already get all the shows. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we also have a Patreon, and with the Patreon, you can get ad-free content um, because this show will have ads. You can get early access content and Patreon-exclusive content, all for $5 over at the Geek Ultimate Alliance Patreon network. Uh, that being said, we also have a dollar tier, which is just you know, a nice little thank you. You enjoy what, what we're doing, and you appreciate us. Um, we have been pushing a lot of Patreon content. I, myself, I did a whole month of horror slash Halloween movies, uh, in October. So that is up on the feed. So for $5, you can get that. But we also have DC films through the years where DC Alliance is going through the DC films through the years, literally what it says Marvel Alliance is doing, we can watch this all day, uh, where they're going through the MCU in chronological order. Clay has got his for the first time where he's watching, currently watching Game of Thrones, but he's going to be watching um, other shows for the first time ever. And he's going through them and talking about them. Um, And we've got Katie doing her Star Wars talks, um, going through the Legends novels and comics, I believe. Um, Plus a bunch of other stuff already, you know, chock full. We have recorded our second crossover chat with the network and that is i believe it is uh live for people to listen to like regularly but if you were a patron you can get access to that once you know every month because we only do we do it once a month and you could join in and uh we you know we could talk to you you can come on and, and chat with us and it's it's really a fun time this last episode we had david and charlie come on and uh, it was fun to fun to put names to faces. Myself, I uh, I know I've never met either one of them, but I've talked to Charlie a ton. And I know David is friends with Brent. Uh, they actually work together, and they go see the MCU. Well, all the movies together uh, when they, especially MCU movies. So um, yeah, it's just a fun thing that we just started doing, and we love to see you guys there if uh, if you join the Patreon. So today's episode, I'm not going to jump into news because this is the final episodes of The Walking Dead. Um, So that being said, no news, but I am going to do something different. Um, I am going to be with each break. It will do new sections. So this first section, I'm going to be talking about the first four episodes of this part three of the season 11 of Walking Dead. Second section will be the next three. And then the final bit will be the final episode. Just talking all about the final episode because um, I, I let these build up and then I'm watching them. Now, just, you know, the final week that this is, this is the finale week. It came out this past Sunday, the series finale did. And while there is other stuff coming, like we've got the, the Rick and Michonne spinoff, we've got the Daryl spinoff, 
the uh, Negan and Maggie spinoff. Plus, you know, Fear of the Walking Dead, Tales of the Walking Dead. Like, The Walking Dead is still around. But Walking Dead main series, which is what I've covered uh, in the past episodes. I did the did the recap before season 11 started up. And then I did part one and part two separately. So this one, I'm going to go, like I said, I'm going to cover uh, episodes 17, 18, 19, and 20 in this first part before the first break. Uh, 21, 22, and 23 in between the ne- like in the next section. And then the final episode, because that episode alone is like an hour and a half. So uh, I want to give it, I want to make sure it breeds. Um, so let's get into this. Um Quick recap on the events of been what's been happening. The group, you know, Hilltop, Alexandria, Alexandria, Oceanside, and I think there was another one. Well, yeah, the kingdom has fallen. So um, those those three, Oceanside, kind of stuck to themselves, but really, Hilltop, Alexandria, and uh, they they joined uh, Commonwealth. They had people come and and. Go live in Commonwealth, and I do believe that most like there were people that stayed in both, but it was kind of especially like Alexandria had fallen uh, at at like the beginning part of two one, the end of one because that's when the flood happened, and zombies came through, so like it, it, hilltop or not hilltop, sorry, Alexandria just couldn't survive, like they just kind of folded and then they all came to commonwealth hilltop which was maggie's uh stuff maggie's place um that i believe was still good uh i'll be completely honest i don't remember because that was like part one which came out like beginning of january end of november december of last year like i don't it came out a long time ago Actually, I think it was last year. I think it was October of last year. Yeah. So, um, I don't exactly recall. But this is... Um, we're, we're, we're setting up this. So, they all are here now in the Commonwealth. Um, and things are relatively safe. But uh, I know Carol, who has been a badass since... You know, beginning Daryl obviously as well. Um, they all have, all have been joining into getting into their roles uh, and and becoming part of the Commonwealth itself. Um, but things start to go sideways. I remember Carol and Rosita. Nope, sorry. Uh, Daryl and Rosita had joined the guards. Had joined Mercer in becoming part of the troopers. And they had inadvertently stumbled upon um, Sebastian, who is the son of the governor, um, Governor Milton. Uh, he was getting these underprivileged people to go into this house to go get money for him, for them to wipe away their debt. Unfortunately, everybody that would go end up dying. So, and but that wasn't the only one. There was a bunch of other people missing too which Connie who is the the deaf one um, she 
is a reporter and she seems to think it was all just for this. We're actually going to find out, I think, we'll find out, I think, in the next part where they're going to. But I've got an idea now, considering what's going on. That, that'll be at the end of uh, episode 20, where I talk a little bit about that. But people are missing. Um, some have died. And uh, these are the ones that Sebastian has sent to go get him stuff because he's a privileged, you know, whatever. He's a privileged douchebag. Um, and Carol and, nope, God, why do I keep saying that? Daryl and Rosita had inadvertently, they had to, they were like saving their skin or something. And they had to go do that, do his run um, and ended up figure out what's going on so they come back and things are starting like things are getting heated the the tension in commonwealth between uh the group we're following and the commonwealth higher elites is becoming more apparent um we find out that max who works for uh, Governor Milton, who was the real one that was talking to Eugene way back in like season nine, that basically told him about Commonwealth. Because if you guys remember, when Eugene got here, um, he was, you know, he met Stephanie, who was actually one of Hornsby's people pretending to be Max, because it's Max, Stephanie, Mercer. Um, She's actually related to... She's a sister of the troop leader, Mercer. Um, and she, Stephanie, was sent there to basically keep uh, Eugene in line. Keep him kind of on a leash. Once he figures out what's going on, Max steps up, tells him what's going on. Like, like actually what's going on. Like, I am the one who got the message. They came to me. They found out. Uh, I had to do this so I wouldn't get caught. Um, and so Max has, she, it's one of those things where, yeah, she does, she works for Milton, but she is not happy. She's just been there and letting things happen uh, for all this time. And now she is kind of at the point where she's sick of the system. Um, Commonwealth has been there for a while uh, I think not right when it fell, when the world fell, but definitely close to the beginning. Uh, this is when this place got set up and it is, she's just kind of sick of everything. Um, and we'll, we'll see that at one point because she is, um, definitely, she, she's definitely one that, uh, is in the good position. Well, was in a good position. Um, let's see what else has happened. Oh, um, Hornsby had gone after Maggie and company because they just were in his way. He had finally taken the steps to like get rid of all them and try to get control back at Commonwealth. But Maggie and Daryl are like, nope, that's going to happen. Um, and then he, he basically, they basically force his hand to take over all of the places. 
um, Hilltop, Alexandria, and Oceanside. The only difference is at the end of um, the last episodes, uh, episode 16, when he takes it over, when he, especially Oceanside, uh, he captures all the people there. Because Oceanside was kind of sticking by, they were um, recognizing the alliance that they had, that Alexandria had made with Commonwealth, but they were staying in Oceanside. So, but they were part of that community. Um, and Hornsby finally was like, all right, I'm done doing whatever. He captures everybody, parades them out, and then he flips the coin. And that's where we end episode 16. We do not get a resolution to that just yet. Um, I've got some ideas which I will bring up, but as of right now, uh, we have no idea what's going on. So, what is happening right now? Um, well, I'll just go ahead and, and read uh, the things as I'm I'm doing. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read this all out. Uh, hiding from Hornsby soldiers in an abandoned town and concerned for those in the group still at the Commonwealth, the group decides to send Negan in as a spy since no one knows him there. Uh, together, Daryl and Negan ambush a group of soldiers with the help of Negan's old Whisperer mask, and Negan steals a vehicle, uh, which, yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. Uh, Negan arrives at the Commonwealth, where he is privately interrogated by Mercer and reveals his identity to him. Uh, he then is reunited with Carol... Uh, meanwhile, some of the citizens turn rogue and begin hunting Sebastian. Desperate, Pamela strikes an uneasy deal with Carol. Carol and Negan locate Sebastian and safely deliver him to Pamela. At the same time, the others engage in a cat-and-mouse game with, with Hornsby soldiers, killing several before they end up in a standoff. Um, so, ultimately, what's going on here is... Hornsby is... He, he's he's done. He's done playing games. He sends his men after the kids because he knows any he knows the way to get the things he needs to do is to go like he needs to control the the group. He needs to control all of them. So thankfully Carol's there and, and is able to stop. Um but the whole thing with Negan is he talks to Mercer, lets him know what's going on, and Mercer is reluctant to. And that's the other thing. Like I, I don't like after this. Negan meets back up with his wife, um, and I, I assume they stay in Commonwealth. I, I'm not 100 percent sure because at one point they are getting an ultrasound because she is pregnant, um, which my assumption is they were in Commonwealth to do that. But we don't see Negan again until episode 20. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, and the Sebastian thing. He... Because the paper... There was a paper that I put out... Uh, that Connie put out. Connie, air quotes. Because we don't know who did it. But it was Connie. With Max's help. By giving her the information that uh, she could. Um, basically talk about what... Sebastian was doing and this basically prompted um, all of the townspeople, especially the ones who have people have died or gone missing to stand up to 
to Milton and try to figure out what's going on. Um, and she, of course, is playing it down. She has no idea where... I don't think she actually did know where um, Sebastian was, but Carol and Negan are good at what they do. And they're able to find the hidden room in the... Um, I, I guess it's in the courthouse. Uh, and like it said, she uh, Carol gets her back to to Milton, Pamela, and um, strikes up a deal to basically say, uh, here, like, the deal is they're going to, and that falls into the next episode, they're going to drop all charges and let them go. They can either go back to their places they, they, were, they were at before, or they can stay here, but everything is, like, Hornsby's men are no longer going after him. And Milton needs Hornsby... Uh, basically as a scapegoat to get Sebastian, everything off of him. Um, there is one thing that I was questioning, though, because at the, at the very end of the episode, toward the end of the episode, uh, we see a zombie horde coming up in his daytime. Uh, Mercer gets Rosita uh, on the horn, or back t- into uniform, to uh, then go help him take care of the zombies, which she does, no problem. She likes doing that. Um, but we see the hot zombie horde is daytime, and that's when Mercer and Rosita leave. Next time we hear the zombie horde, they are practically outside the walls of the Commonwealth, um, and they were trying to lockdown had been initiated. Um, they were trying to get people to go back to their houses. Um, it didn't work. And uh, the soldiers used uh, like tear gas on people to get them to go home, which is it's just showing how much uh, everything is starting to destabilize, like the the law and order is destabilizing. But yeah, we hear the 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 horde literally outside the walls, and then like the next scene, it's daytime again, and they are the zombie horde is far away again. And it just now got to where Rosita and, and uh, Mercer got to them. So I don't know if that was bad editing. I don't know if there was multiple hordes, which if that's the case, somebody's definitely not doing a job, keeping them away from the Commonwealth. But um, I, that's, I don't know. Uh, on to, so in the next episode, uh, underground, the standoff escalates when Daryl takes Hornsby hostage just as Carol, Negan, and Pamela uh, and Mercer arrive. Although the three of them manage to convince Daryl to surrender, he brutally stabs Hornsby in the hand as revenge for his earlier actions. Don't blame him one bit. Sometime later, as the Commonwealth prepares to celebrate their anniversary, Carol confronts Daryl about what he did to Lance and confesses that he was trying to be more like Rick. Um, meanwhile, an imprisoned Hornsby has his men murder some Commonwealth janitors and Max has to talk with Sebastian during which he rants on Max has a talk with Sebastian during which he rants on how the Commonwealth citizens are too civilized and weak, not realizing uh, that she was recording the conversation. He basically went on to say he, he, because he is, you know, he will be, the governor one day because apparently it's not elected. It's just handed to the next in line. Um, 
he's sick and tired. Like, he doesn't care about the people. And he knows 100% that everything that Milton is doing is a sham. And he's... At, but so does Max. But having this come out from him in his own voice versus her saying it, it means something. Because it is... Uh, he's basically saying, like, how the people, they they don't want the truth. They just want to be safe. They want to, they want the illusion of truth. And he even talks about like, at one point there was a lottery, uh, which people could win at the fair. Um, but he he mentions that the lottery itself is, you know, Mil- governor Milton chooses that it's, it's rigged. Uh, so, you know, no one actually wins it's just whoever they choose. Um, and he just kind of goes off on, on how it's all just crap. Well, Max was recording it because there was a tape that they had was the tape of the uh, would have been Sebastian's like grandfather and talking about how he had um, helped build the place and helped bring it back to some sort of structure. And I don't know if Max taped over it or if he she taped after it, I, whatever. Regardless, she manipulated Sebastian into talking about this. And he did. This was the first time he was being truthful. And um, it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. Uh, The following day during the celebration, Sebastian prepares to deliver a recorded speech to the people, uh, which would have been like he starts to have a speech, but the words he had like a written speech down, but the words just didn't feel right. So instead he. He goes off script and then he's like, hey, want, listen to my grandfather talk and this is what everything means. Um, but Max and Eugene play Max's recording instead during the commotion, which of course causes mayhem. During the commotion, the re- reanimated janitors wander into the crowd. A vengeful Sebastian attempts to murder Max by pushing her on top of one of the walkers. But Eugene saves her by throwing the walker on Sebastian, who is severely beaten Bitten, sorry. Uh, the walker is put down by Judith, but Sebastian dies of his wounds and is horrified. And the horrified cry, crowd looks on. Um, this is it, it's a couple of things. Other things that happen that's not in that recap. Uh, Judith is having a tough time wanting to leave. Like she actually wants to stay because she wants to actually help the people here. They are. Yes, they are comfortable. Yes, they are in a position where they rely on the law to take care of them. But because they haven't had to live out in the real world like the group has. Um, And so she kind of runs away from Daryl. And so it's a whole like chasing like Daryl's trying to find her, figure out what's going on. Um, And so it was a whole big thing. Like he tried to give her Rick's gun but she was not ready for it because she, how, how did she put it? She felt that was a, um, she didn't like the idea because it felt like they were giving up and running away. Um, and she, she likes it there. She is, she's happy. Yes, she misses her mom and dad. Yes, things are not ideal for her and company, but she has found a life that she is enjoying. And by Daryl, just she thinks Daryl's giving up and not even trying. 
Um, and it kind of spurns her to be like, all right, screw this. I'm out. Bye. And, um, you know, she ultimately leaves, runs away. But eventually Daryl does find her and they have a talk and they talk it all out. Um, so the whole the whole zombie uh, getting in here, the maintenance crew, janitors, um, what ends up happening is once Sebastian realized what was going on, once he realized what was being said, and he, he looks at Max, and Max takes off. He follows after her. The crowd is upset. They want Sebastian's head. They want Milton's head. Um, and Sebastian catches up to Max. At like the corner, he sees one of the zombies and ultimately throws Max into the zombie. Max is fighting this, this zombie off, Walker, whatever. Uh, and then Eugene sees what's going on, and just like bum rushes the the walker and like pushes her this walker into onto Sebastian um the thing is though and this is why I think Judith is right in her thinking the walker's there on top of Sebastian and there's a crowd of people around just watching not doing anything all horrified but not, but just watching this thing eat Sebastian, take a bite out of him, and then Judith, like I said, Judith is the one that puts a bullet in his head, uh, in the Walker's head, and it is just like, oh shit, like, and that's that's kind of you know how they end it uh, on that episode. Um, so into episode nineteen. Uh, in the aftermath of the riot, Pamela orders Eugene's arrest for the murder of Sebastian, promising to pardon Max if Mercer cooperates. Um, concerns for his sister, Mercer, Mer- Mercer, mercilessly hunts for Eugene, but he is troubled by both Max and Princess's attempts to convince him that he is on the wrong side in the matter. After learning that Max has been arrested, Eugene turns himself in and takes sole responsibility for what happened, claiming that Max had nothing to do with the recording of Sebastian. So, at th- this point, um, Eugene is, uh, he doesn't want, he didn't want to run away. He had met the love of his life. Maxine um, was everything he had just wished for, everything he had. He's so happy. He had this happiness with Stephanie, but the problem was Stephanie was fake and was just going through the motions. And um, I know there was another, I think he had a possibility with Rosita back in, in, or he was trying to with Rosita, but it didn't actually work out the best. I'm not entirely sure exactly. I can't remember, but he, like he loves Max. He's not going to, going to, you know, leave without her. And so once he finds out that, like I said, once he finds out that she got arrested, um, he he's talking to Daryl because Daryl and Rosita are trying to hide him, um, which is another thing. It, uh, everybody in town, anybody that was associated with Eugene gets picked up. So like Rosita gets gets taken, Princess gets taken, um, I think even Yimiko gets talked to, but they are they are all taken to. The, on a prison, whatever, and interrogated for hours. Um, and once everything is, once everything happens is, and is going on, uh, Eugene is talking to Daryl 
and it's like you know it, I, I I can't do this like I, I want to be brave for her but it's hard to be brave I don't know how to be and he's always just found a way to lie his whole thing is like I am lying to save myself and I am gonna do this any way I can um that way like he did that with um shit I can't remember his name back in the beginning when we first meet him he's with Rosita and the other awesome guy that I did not remember that got smashed by Negan's bat oh that's that's upsetting for me but it was a whole thing of like hey I've I've got I know the secret I've got to get to Washington to uh save everybody and that's who I am. So he's been he's been on this lying kick. So like I know how to do this, and he always kind of goes with the wind. At one point, he was part of Negan's group, um, doing what he can to. I mean, he was following Negan, uh, but I really think, if I remember correctly, he was still working for himself for the group as best he could, um, given what was happening. Uh, but this is finally a situation where he's like, I'm not like my friends have been by me from the get go and I can't like turn my backs on them and, uh, anymore. So he is he gives himself up, you know, he and he take like I said, he takes sole responsibility because he knows that what is happening to Max will ruin her. And we even see that uh, Mercer gives Max a, a paper that. She didn't write, and that's I've noticed that a lot in these last couple episodes. Anytime there is a speech to say, it's not their writing; it's just PR bullshit. And um, Sebastian had it previous episode. Max had this episode. Yumiko's gonna have it in the next episode. I'll get to that. Uh, and so she she's like, I refuse to do this, and she basically throws it in. In uh, Matt and Mercer's face, like this is, I am doing what I what needs to be done. I'm doing what's right. Uh, this is what Dad would want. Um, and even when we go talk, when Mercer goes talk to Princess, she's leaving because she just spent the last however many hours being interrogated, and he, she's like sick of it. She even tells a story about how when her dad left, uh, her mom got remarried to this guy and brought his son. So it would have been his, uh, her stepbrother and no, not like that perverts. Um, but they, I was actually really worried when she was telling the story that it was going to be something like that, but they, um, were very abusive and the mom, her mom just kind of let it happen. And so she even, she said like, after everything happened, like I saw men as monsters and this city Commonwealth, this town, is becoming a monster and I'm becoming my mom and just letting it happen. She did make sure to point out to Mercer that she did not ever see him that way. She did not ever see him as a monster and the group she's been with Eugene, Daryl, all them, they have done nothing but protect her. And I mean, she joined in uh, with Eugene and Ezekiel and Yumiko when they were going to find Commonwealth and they all accepted her for who she was. Uh, and how you know how crazy and weird she is, but because they accepted her, she was able to be accepted by you know Carol and Daryl and that group. Um, 
you know, Gabriel, Rosita, all them. And um, so she found a family that accepted her for who she was, craziness and all. She found love with Mercer. Like, she really loved him. But with him following orders, because he's a soldier, and if you know anything from, say, Clone Wars, good soldiers follow orders. Um, he he knows he's he knows he's in a place where he his heart his head and his heart are doing two different things. His head is saying, "I need to follow orders." The governor is the boss. I do what she says. His heart. You can tell his heart is not in it. His heart is with Max and is with Princess. And he is having a tough time doing what's right. Because he just can't accept that what he's doing is wrong. Um, so that's going to be... We don't see any of it here uh, in these, these first four episodes. But I guarantee it's going to be something that's going to be coming up. If not in the next three, definitely the final. Um, okay, so... Let's see here. Um, at the time this is going on, um, Aaron, Jerry, Lydia, and Elijah, uh, they had left to go to Oceanside to see how they're doing, and then they were going to come back, uh, go hit up Alexandria, and see uh, what's going on there. Like, basically resettling. Uh, and, uh, let's see. Yeah. Um... So Aaron, he's been around for a while. Jerry was Ezekiel, King Ezekiel's like right hand man. Lydia is a former whisperer. She's actually she was uh, her and uh, uh, Carl. There we go. Don't know why I forgot that one. Were a thing for a bit, and then uh, he died, and then she got involved with Henry, who was Carol and Ezekiel's adopted son. Then he died, uh, and now him and the Eli- her and Elijah. Yeah, Elijah are kind of, sort of having a thing. Uh, And Elijah came with Maggie when uh, he was was the badass with the cool-ass mask and the, like, two wicked scimitars. Scimitars? No, he had the scythe, like the the hand scythe. There we go. Hand sickles. Whatever. He looked awesome. Um, So they're making their way toward Oceanside, but they are forced to take cover uh, at a old Renaissance fair after spotting a herd with Jerry thinking that the fair might make a good location for a new kingdom. One thing this doesn't say is the, because they had to go off road, their cart gets stuck in a, in like a hole uh, and the horse is having trouble getting out. Once they do get it out though, uh, Jerry twists his, his knee or scrapes up his knee. I don't know. Something he happens. He, he gets hurt, which forces them to take up residence here. Uh, but at night, the herd attacks, led by what the group believes to be a surviving whisperer, uh, as it can climb, open doors, and use weapons. Um, which was kind of cool, because uh, there were definitely moments the herd's going on, and you see one of the walkers, like, turn his head, like he had heard something. So, automatically, you do think whisperer. And then, you see them in the fairgrounds, and you see a hand reach over, like, the fence, um, let's see. Uh, after uh, here we go. Um, after putting it down, Aaron makes the troubling deduction that there must be other variants of walkers out there that are more dangerous than the usual roamers. 
Having developed feelings for Eli, Eli, Elijah, wow, uh, Lydia hesitates due to her love for Henry before taking Aaron's advice and starting a relationship with him. So that's that's that. The this not whisperer Walker guy kid whatever. That was interesting to hear. Interesting to see. What really I didn't like though is Aaron talks to Jerry about how he he had heard rumors of of things that these walkers could do. Dude, that's something you say like two episodes ago or maybe even beginning of this episode uh, and not as soon as you see this thing climbing like that's my, that's a gripe I have that's something that could have been said like foreshadowed an episode of the two back or like I said even the beginning of this one um, you don't say it once you see it I mean yeah that's fine but you don't that just bugged me I feel like that could have been foreshadowed. Either way, um, I think it's it's interesting. Like the fairgrounds are are nice. Like they could definitely make a good kingdom, but with these walkers being able to, and it, it reminded me of Resident Evil, the Resident Evil show on Netflix, where they were talking like in that in that show, and I covered it on the episode on on the earlier episode. The whole point that what's the name was trying to, to get at was the the virus would evolve and that these zombies would actually have some cognitive responses. We're getting that here. We're getting these this evolution, and I do believe we actually see more of that in the next episode. Not hundred percent on that one, but I can definitely see us getting more of that in a later episode. Um, but yeah, it's been what? How long has it been in universe? Twelve years in universe, I, I want to say. Um, that these you know walkers have been roaming, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that they have started to evolve. But that's also interesting because over time the body itself will degrade and fall apart. So if you were a walker in the very beginning and you weren't killed off, you would actually start, especially during the winter, you'd freeze, but you would start to like go fade away over time. Um, so I don't think you could evolve, but that's science. Here we are. Um, and then at the very end of the episode, Rosita gets kidnapped. So that, like, I was like, okay, that's not great. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the final episode here. Uh, Carol and Daryl managed to escape Pamela's goons because she is going around kidnapping anybody that was, you know, from Alexandria Hilltop, all that. They're basically, they're, they're kidnapping people from the group. Uh, and they break out Hornsby knowing that he's the only one that can lead them to their missing friends. Finding a zombified Sebastian in Hornsby's cell, Daryl puts him down. At the same time, Pamela blackmails Yumiko into being the prosecutor in Eugene's show trial, uh, promising to take Yumiko to her friends if she does, and threatening Tommy, her brother, as well, Tommy, sorry, as well as ensuring her compliance. Yumiko is torn about what to do, but Eugene, who has accepted his 
possible fate, encourages Yumiko to have faith in their friends. After learning of Daryl and Carol, Daryl, Carol, and Hornsby's escape, Yumiko reminds the Commonwealth of how invaluable Tomi is before making the stunning public announcement that Pamela is unjustly prosecuting Eugene and she will be acting as Eugene's defense attorney instead of his prosecutor. Uh, after evading a herd and soldiers, uh, Hornsby reveals that the missing people are being used as slave labor on a project to extend the Commonwealth's reach across the continent and that there's a supply train that they can follow. Fed up with Hornsby's manipulations and no longer needing his help, Daryl and Carol give Hornsby the chance to go into exile, but he draws a gun on them, prompting Carol to kill him with an arrow. Um, yeah, this episode was, while there's a couple of important information here, it definitely felt like a little bit more of a filler. Uh, the takeaway is, yes, uh, Yumiko is going to defend Eugene uh, because she believes, it, she definitely believes that Milton... Pamela is overreaching in her power. She is, especially if she just kidnapped all their friends. Um, and it is, it's not great. So she is, she's basically grabbing the bull by the horns and she's going to, going to show that justice can be served. Um, I, I can definitely see it going her way, but we are talking about, the governor who has all the power and I think even they were saying she's playing all the cards. Uh, she's holding all the cards and Yubiko is just kind of facing, you know, down the barrel of, of a loaded gun. And I, I know I mixed like three metaphors there, but um, whatever. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to uh, see what's going to happen here. Uh, let's see here. That is, oh yeah. So that's basically everything. The last ending scene is, uh, we see a convoy of, you know, the group in like buses and, uh, trucks being shipped out to this unknown location. The, the one that, that Hornsby was trying to take Daryl and Carol to. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I am, I don't know, I mean, the ne the preview for the next episode, it, Carol and Daryl, they are get to this compound, um, they're going to get their friends back, and I guarantee this is where the people that have been disappearing, this is where they're disappearing to, um, but we will see that. Oh, I talked about the speeches, Yumiko was handed a speech, she had even said at one point, like, these are not my words, they're your words. And so her, it just for whatever reason, this last bit has, has been filled with, hey, we're going to put these words in your mouth. You're going you're gonna to follow the bureaucracy uh, and you don't have a choice. So that's it for these four. Uh, when we come back from the break, uh, it will be the next three that I'll be covering. So thank you guys for why I don't know why I feel like I'm ending this episode. Wow. I... Uh, you know what? We're going to go to the break right now. We'll just go from there. Uh, here's your three count, and uh, we will be back after this. So, yeah, three, two, one. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everything. 
his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. And we are back. All right, everyone. On to our next three episodes, 21, 22, and 23. Um, who okay? So, I just watched the episode 23, just finished that up, started recording this. I am not gonna lie, everybody, I am actually pleasantly surprised on what they're doing with this last section, with this last uh, part of the series. They are, it's like they finally realized, hey, let's let's like put everything out there you know like i know i complained about it in i think the second part or maybe even the first part about how um they the main characters you know uh, negan and maggie daryl and carol were like everybody anybody is on the chopping block because it's the final season uh and then they announced the spinoff shows of those characters and i'm like well shit now it's now it's going to be bad because they aren't, you know, going to sacrifice these people for whatever reason. They are, however, getting to a point of nobody's, I mean, there are other characters that you love. You know, Ezekiel, Jerry, Lydia, Aaron, uh, Gabe, Rosita, Eugene. Like there's just, they are, they are pulling, they're pulling out the stops, like everybody is is you know something could go wrong at any moment and i mean this is a quick little spoiler for episode 23 lydia gets bit like i know she her character showed up with the walker or the um the whispers so i mean she's a newer character outside of you know jerry who's been around for a while or even Aaron, who has been around a lot longer. Like the these are characters that you have grown to like, and now they have gotten to the point where, all right, cool. Now we can actually like get, people are actually being. I don't want to say sacrifice. Sacrifice is not right, um, because it's also one of those things where because it's not the season finale. It's not the finale. These people are being attacked and they are being, you know, um, things are happening to them. But the final episode, that's where I'm, I'm thinking we're going to lose a couple people. I don't know who. Honestly, I have no idea because, like I stated, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I'm going to watch it once I get done with this and I'll talk about it in the the part after um the break but as of right now this show finally got good again um i know i didn't give the first bit like the first part a chance i think because i just got burned out i think i even said that i got burned out on watching 
three seasons in a week and a half. And I was just like, hey, I can't like I, this. They're doing stupid things. They're being stupid. But they kind of were doing stupid things. But here's the honest opinion. They're still doing stupid things in this part, in the final part. It's just the difference is the writing is a little bit better and the stupidity actually kind of almost makes sense. Like something is coming about it versus them doing something stupid. And then, all right, cool. So, all right. So here we go uh, with the reading and then I'll give my thoughts as I'm doing it. Maggie, Gabriel, and Rosita manage to escape and eventually leak up with Daryl and Carol as they track the Commonwealth train to the mysterious Outpost 22. Um, I had mentioned, obviously, in the last episode, or the last, yeah, in the previous episode, episode 20, that all of Eugene's, anybody that came in with Eugene, um, got arrested, got disappeared. Uh, we saw them at the end of the last episode on this bus in this convoy being spirited away, basically uh, like it, and it starts out with Maggie waking up. She's able to get her uh, mat, the, the hood off. She notices that the guard is asleep uh, and she takes the hoods off of the other two uncut their bindings. It's Gabe and Rosita. Those two are able to jump out. Uh, the guard wakes up and, Maggie and, and the guard have a bit of a scuffle. Ends up that truck um, crashes. Maggie gets away. So they're separated for a little bit. Eventually, they all do, like it says here, they all do link back up. Um, there's at one point, Maggie is walking. And she is... Um, Actually, says it here. Uh, Daryl is haunted by the capture of Connie, who has been separated from, uh, separated out from the others as designation two. While Maggie is haunted by losing Herschel, especially after fighting a child walker. When she is, she she comes across uh, a walker. She's about ready to kill it. It's a kid. She starts having flashes of Herschel because her son is missing. So she can't kill it. She runs off. Uh, ends up getting. Uh, spots this guard who is driving by the uh, kid had been following Maggie because she didn't kill it right away and he got her scent and went after uh, ends up killing the guard and then she does eventually kill the, the kid walker but she like had trouble doing it and that's when Daryl and Carol come up and then Rosita and Gabe meet up again so it's it, they it was just interesting that they all linked up right here and it all came about uh they had each of them had heard a train well carol and daryl knew about the train they was trying to follow it the other three heard the train and so they found the tracks and they were just walking and that's how they all linked up still a little weird but it is what it is um at the commonwealth's labor camp negan convinces a reluctant ezekiel to set aside their differences and form a revolt against the sadistic warden um, oh, and about Connie, she, you know, uh, in the previous episode, Yumiko had come across her. She was hiding. Eventually, she did get captured, obviously. But the whole designation two thing um, was, it. they had no idea what was going on. Carol and Daryl overheard it. 
so obviously he was going to try and get on the uh, train to stop everything going on, but it um, that didn't. Well, we'll see what happens to that in a minute. And with the Negan and Ezekiel, the the warden. Um, one thing that really bugged me is they once the buses get onto into the outpost twenty two. The warden, who I thought originally was just his weird guard, like head guard kind of thing, comes up and he starts pointing people out and they're going to go somewhere else. They made a big deal. It's, it, it, they made a big deal about separating groups. And then uh, in that group was, um, oh, I can't remember her name now, Negan's wife. And he is being... Um, Obviously protective because she is pregnant and shouldn't be doing a lot of work. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was, they made the point to say that these people are going there and there's other groups that are going over here and Negan and Ezekiel and a bunch of other people only to then point out, like I, I saw later on, like they're all back at camp together. Like what it seemed like, and then, I mean, this is one of the stupid things that I was saying. It definitely seemed like they were going somewhere else um i don't know and maybe it was just one of those things where you all look like you can't work the like because they're trying to move debris off the train tracks because they're trying to um get the train you know um out like be able to go places (coughs) sorry excuse me need some water real quick Sorry, they're trying to get the train to expand the Commonwealth. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. Um, so these guys, Negan and Ezekiel, they are supposed to clear the path. And it is, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. It is what it is. But whatever, like, they, uh, that whole situation was just odd. And then now I'm just rambling, so I'll just stop rambling to continue on. At a junction, the others attack the train and rescue Connie. That was um, interesting. However, a dying trooper only knows that Designation 2s are taken far away and are never seen again, while the engineer commits suicide rather than answer any questions. Um, and I even have that written on here. The, the engineer would like would rather kill himself than go against the war. And he, he was... He kept on saying, look, I, I'm not going to go against him. Um, he'll kill me and he'll kill my family and all this. Because all they were asking was, one, where the train went, two, what destination two was. And we never get an explanation for that. Like, I, I remember in, earlier, like when Rick got saved by the garbage lady, um, he was an A um, when she thought he was a B and that didn't really get fully explained. I think that was something along the lines of A's are or like alphas. I mean, it was alpha and beta alphas were people who definitely could potentially be leaders or something. And then betas were like workers, but they, I feel like they never fully explained that one away. Um, but that was also like, Three seasons ago, and I don't remember anything from that. So, 
this guy kills himself because he's afraid the warden's going to kill him if he gave up any information. Which, again, I found interesting that he was scared of this guy who wasn't even around more than these guys, like Daryl, who had a knife to this guy's throat and would refuse to give information. Um, I don't know. It it was it was weird. Um, as the prisoners are delivered to Outpost Twenty Two, Rosita poses as a dead trooper over the train's radio and tricks a friendly trooper into revealing that Outpost Twenty Two is actually Alexandria. Maggie declares that they will get their home back uh, and their people back, and that Pamela will never know what hit her. So, yeah, Alexandria. I had mentioned it. I, uh, earlier that it had gotten taken over by the Commonwealth. Uh, apparently it got converted into a worker camp, which is odd um, because it, it's definitely gets proven that the people who disappeared go here, go to Outpost 22. But according to Mercer, these people were disappearing for a while. Long before Alexandria, like it was even a factor into Commonwealth. So there has to be, I mean, this outpost 22, maybe there was more, has to be more, right? Uh, on to the next episode, episode 22, actually, ironically, uh, Aaron, Lydia, Elijah, and Jerry encounter Luke and Jules. Um, they were, um, they were, they were in earlier episodes, I want this. They were with the group of uh, Yumiko, Connie, Katie, or Kelly. There was some. Well, I don't know Luke, obviously. Um, they were. They stayed at Oceanside, so these guys managed to hook up with you know Aaron and his group, uh, and they say that they had managed to escape from the takeover of Oceanside, and I think I said that at the end of like when I did my little recap uh, hunted by the Commonwealth the group cover themselves in walker guts to hide amongst a massive herd however Commonwealth soldiers begin leading the herd somewhere and it is shown to contain at least one variant walker who picks up Lydia's dropped knife um, yeah they're trying to lead these walkers or herd this group elsewhere but the soldiers are, you know, they're they're driving ahead of them, beside them, hurting them somewhere else. So it was uh, interesting, definitely interesting to see. Uh, at the Commonwealth, Eugene stands trial for the murder of Sebastian, with Yimiko using the trial to reach out to the working class, stirring unrest. Eugene is found guilty, shocker, and sentenced to execution, but Mercer and several soldiers break him out, Secretly defecting to the side of the revolution. That one was one of those, like, Eugene gives a, a an impassioned speech. Yumiko is at her wit's end. She had already gone to Mercer to try and get him on um, their side. But it turns out that Mercer had already known. He's been secretly trying to do this for a while. And he's known for some time that... Milton is just 
the literally the worst. She has abused her power and the situation with Sebastian had just, I mean, yes, it got out of hand, but she is sacrificing Eugene for a, for a mistake because she didn't know how to wrangle her kid. Um, and so, yeah, Mercer's, Mercer's done with it. He's, he's sick and tired of trying to defend this, the situation and even try and protect this entitled bitch. Like he's done. Um, so when, when he got sentenced to, to death, the guards brought them in front of Mercer and he's just like, all right, cool. Let's go fuck some shit up. Like it was one of those, like, I, I, I I'm not gonna say I was surprised cause I guaranteed, I knew with princess disappearing with Max, the, his own sister being on the fence so many times and in positions of like almost getting fucked over. Like I knew, I knew he was going to like go after Milton. He, he is one of the few that knows everything that's going on. So he, he could not keep his mouth shut. I guarantee like, it's just, it just makes the most sense. Um, but yeah, no, he, um, you, like I said, Eugene gives his impassioned, impassioned speech. I thought that's when Mercer turned. Turns out it's been it's been a while. But with uh, Yumiko defending Eugene like she did, Eugene giving his speech, like it definitely got the people on their side. Um, but it wasn't enough because I mean Milton owns bureaucracy like she's the governor of course she was going to win I, I even said that before like it's it was guaranteed that she was going to pull pull ahead and just destroy him and and all right cool and they set the execution the judge set the execution in an hour um that's yeah like it was there was no way no way eugene was going no way everything was stacked against him uh, in Alexandria, Ezekiel and Negan plot a rebellion against the sadistic warden, trying without success to enlist Tyler Davis, now a fellow prisoner, to their cause. Tyler um, was, so in the very beginning, and I'm going to say the beginning, like the whole Commonwealth thing, um, he was the one that Princess talked to when they were in the train cars, when Princess Eugene, Ezekiel, and Yumiko, I think, pretty sure it was Yumiko, um, all went to the Commonwealth to begin with. And they got separated. Uh, it was definitely during, it's, I believe these were episodes that were added on to season 10 um, because of the pandemic. Like, they had made six more episodes. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this was, this is in that group. Um, and this guard, Tyler, Princess had gotten his gun away from him, got the helmet off of him, basically tricked him, uh, which in turn caused him to be kicked out of the guards and put onto like sanitation. Uh, and then in the very beginning of the season, in the first part, he had taken Max hostage and uh, was just trying to get Milton to listen to him. Um, and inadvertently hurt somebody. I can't remember who, but hurt somebody, which entailed he got disappeared. He was taken to Alexandria. So 
again, it, it doesn't him disappearing. And this is where I said some of the, the dumb parts line up him disappearing in the beginning of, or like in part one, doesn't match up with Commonwealth taking over Alexandria at the end of part two. So there has to have been something somewhere along the way, but either way, uh, he's now on their side. He, uh, Ezekiel, uh, yeah, hold on. Here we go. Uh, Ezekiel tried to like get Tyler to, uh, side with them, but he had refused at the moment. Like I said, without success, he didn't enlist him. Uh, but he does join them at some point, like after, and we'll get to that here in a second. Um, Using the sewers, Darrow, Connie, Carol, and Maggie managed to sneak in and rescue Herschel, but Rosia's daughter remains missing. And this was... Here we go. After the rebellion is discovered, Negan attempts to martyr himself before Ezekiel leads a number of prisoners in stepping to Negan and Annie's defense. Uh, so what, does, what happened here? At one point, Annie, Negan's wife, was uh he he saw her Negan saw her uh and was going to go talk to her but oh no no I don't remember uh he went to a guard and was like hey um is there any way I can do more work like can I have her work she's pregnant she shouldn't be working and the guard at first I think was sympathetic but then a uh Another guard stepped in and was like, what's going on here? And it's like, nothing. This prisoner is out of line and like smacks him up. Annie comes running up. The second guard hits, smacks her down. Negan sees it and just like bull rushes this guy. And he ultimately gets his, his ass beat. But what happens here is he gets taken in front of the warden. The warden has got a map that Negan was making um, he's, Negan's like, I don't know what that is. Like, these people don't trust me. Like, you're an idiot. And so the warden's like, well, hey, you're going to figure it out for me. Uh, and you're going to tell me who, what's going on with the, this rebellion because he, I know there's something going on. And instead of giving up Ezekiel, Negan gives, he gives himself up. He's like, hey, it was me. I was the one that did it. And so the warden pulls everybody out. It's like middle of the night. Warden pulls everybody out of the beds and is going to try and make a uh, example of Negan. And that's what Negan wanted. He was going to sacrifice himself to save his wife, to save everybody. Um, but what happens is the Warden's like, yeah, that's not happening. And then he pulls Annie out, throws him or throws Annie with Negan. And Negan's like, no, this is not what you agreed on. Like, it was just going to be me. What are you doing? And the warden's like, yeah, there's no martyrs here. You can go fuck yourself. And he's about ready to tell the guards to shoot. This is when um, Ezekiel... And the, I, what, I'm not going to say he rushes up. Because he's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And he just kind of hands up and like walks around the guards. And in between the warden and steps in front of Negan and Annie. And in my head, I'm like... Okay, why are you letting him just walk in front of them? Like, what's... Again, there are some stupid parts that happen that shouldn't have happened. Like, the minute that a prisoner 
walks in front of the warden and the warden just stands there and watches him go. Like, no, the warden will smack him across the head. Smack him across the back of the head and knock him on the ground. Or one of the guards would immediately turn and either knock him, punch, like, take the butt of the rifle to his face or shoot him because he's moving. Like, whatever. But because he did that, other people came up and was protecting Negan and Annie. And then the warden's like, all right, cool, kill them all. Whatever. But there was the one guard in there that, um, who was here? Uh, here we go. Ezekiel was able to convince most of the soldiers to stand down and they turned on the warden who was subdued by Daryl. Uh, with Alexandria retaken by his residence, the warden defiantly refuses to tell Rosita where to find her daughter. So she feeds him to a walker in revenge. Um, yeah, so with that situation, Ezekiel is is talking du- like directly to the guard that that Negan was talking to earlier. The guard had he had been spurned earlier by the warden, so he was already pissed. Um, and so this is just the point of like this guard. He's like, he's done. I'm done trying to like what like you're in it. Like no, screw you. Uh, and he. You know, he turns his gun on the warden. Well, the warden grabs... I do believe he grabs Annie. He grabs somebody. I can't remember who. And he's gonna... Like, he's got a gun to her head. And this is where Daryl comes up and, like, stabs him in the back. And when Vizita's right there, like, in this guy's face, saying, you know, where is the kids at? Because they had already found uh, Herschel. It's like, where are the rest of my... Where's my kid? Where's where's all the kids? And he's like, eh, fuck off. You know, I ain't telling you shit. So yeah, she grabs one of the the one guard that got shot and had turned already, which I'll definitely say this. The the time that people turn changes. Like, when you turn from a zombie or from living to a zombie immediately, I don't know how, like, convenience, I guess. I don't know. But he uh, turns and then he either grabs him and shoves him right on the warden's face and kills him. And then she kills both the zombie and um, Walker, whatever, and stabs the warden in the head. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's getting, it definitely was getting uh, bonkers. I can say that much. <laughs> so, last episode. Whew. And this one, this is where I'm saying things are getting good. Um, it's just, it's starting to... We are one episode away from the ending. You know, so this episode should be good. It should be leading to something. Uh, so, okay, I'm just going to read this and then I'll do my, my talking here. Uh, a number of cor- correlation forces, which is... Uh, the group uh, and liberated prisoners use the Commonwealth's train to return to the city in order to overthrow Pamela Milton. In honor of her family's vision of the future, Judith uh, accompanies them. A remorseful Tyler makes amends for his past misdeeds with the others and suggests that the missing children have been taken to the Commonwealth's children's home while Negan and Ezekiel make peace with each other as well. Um, yeah, this is, okay, you know, no, sorry, I'll, 
go back. Well, no, I still want to break this apart. So, the the Tyler thing, it's just he. I think it was also one of those things where he, people had attempted to break out, before, and uh, they just actually we didn't even we even saw that. I, I uh, who was it? No, was it was it Rosita? No, it was Ezekiel. Ezekiel was with. Crap, who was it? Oh, Kelly. That's who it was. She was like trying to get Ezekiel to like go. Like we gotta go. We gotta run. Um, and because there was only like three guards as guarding them as they were taking debris off of the um, the train tracks. But there was a group that did go, and then they like got to the tree line and they got mowed down because there was more people. There's more guards. Like it's all a uh, you know it's all a facade. So the fact that that Tyler already knew this, so he had, he's like everybody, people have tried, so we're not gonna do it. We've tried. Um, so he was kind of like stuck in his ways of like, well, we're fucked here. We're gonna die here. So the fact that these guys came in and broke everybody out, he he saw the changing of the tide. Um, I will tell you this though, it doesn't go well for him, uh, and I'll get to that here in a minute. So, yeah, the the Negan and Ezekiel thing, and this is what I was talking about, how Negan was going to sacrifice himself, and he even asked Ezekiel, he's like, so why did you, why'd you do it? And um, he's like, you know, I, I, I don't really know, like, everything has been going on, um, people, things have been, like, I should be mad at you, I should hate you, but I cannot live with that hate, like, it's not, it's not, it's not great, it's not healthy. You know, he's like, and he starts saying his thing that he told Carol uh, a couple seasons back. And I don't think I talked about it, but what he was saying is like, you know, the dead came for me and I, and still I smile or, and yet I smile and um, war came to me and, and yet I smile. Um, Cancer came for me and yet I smile. So he has... He, he has had the worst life, especially when, you know, he had adopted uh, a son, uh, two, actually, and they both were killed because of a pointless war. And he has lost everything. He lost his kingdom. He lost his wife uh, to the zombies. He, he's lost so much, but yet he, he kept pushing on because there was things to fight for and things he knew that would be better in the future. And the fact like he, he even said this, he's like, he would not be able to like, he, he wants Negan to be able to prove himself like with his deeds and not, yes, his past deeds are, are terrible. Things he's he like he no one's ever gonna forget that. And he even says that himself. He's like, I'm a terrible person. Everybody here is better than me, and they have been better than me, and they always will be better than me. And I'm just trying to do one like I I was gonna sacrifice myself so that there was a good story for my daughter or for my kid when they were born. So that they had something they had something for me. Like that would be the story that they remember me by. 
and not me being this this dick ruler before. So it it was nice for them to 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 come to this agreement and see them, you know, come together. Um see princess makes contact with mercer who helps the group sneak in and plans to use the temporary oh i'm sorry testimony of the liberated prisoners to legally remove pamela from power however pamela catches on to his deception and has mercer arrested for treason so yeah they they had a radio on the train pamela or um princess is able to get a hold of mercer and they, like I said, able to come up with a plan of how they're going to get back into town, back into the Commonwealth. But once Milton realizes what's going on and realizes that Mercer has pulled troops from a certain location, she's like, okay, well, she even at one point, um, because she was really pissed that, that Eugene disappeared and she's basically blaming Mercer for it. She has the other captain uh, watch him. And once it gets revealed that that some of the troops are being taken away because there's a horde coming. Um, and it also gets revealed here that she is, uh, Pamela Milton, is hurting. She's the one hurting these this horde of walkers to the Commonwealth. She did it before. Um, when they had the lockdown last time, when there was the, the protest after Sebastian was killed. So it's, she, it's really interesting. And I mean, I, and I really shouldn't be surprised, but it's really interesting when you saw Milton in the very beginning, she was, she seemed like this, this person who was put in the situation, she's she's making it work. Yes, she has all this power, but she's actually using it to make the city run efficiently and make everybody happy. But then as you continue watching it, and like this is where I'm not surprised, you get somebody with power, and power corrupts. And so now we see we're starting to see everything. For what it is, where, and we're about ready to see it here in a second, where she doesn't give a shit about the, the common person. If you are not somebody of, of power, of if you're not an elite, you can just fuck right off in her eyes. She does not care. As long as she can manipulate the system to benefit her, like she did with Eugene, like she did with Hornsby, like she's doing with Mercer, it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, Pamela draws the correlation into a trap, killing Tyler and several others before they manage, they manage to escape. Uh, while protecting Maggie, Judith is shot by, by Pamela. Um, yeah. So what happens here is the group is, goes through the tunnels, gets into Union Station, and as they're coming out, Daryl is like, this is something's wrong. This is not great. And he tells like immediately he looks up and he's like, it's, it's a kill box. Like he immediately tells everybody to, 
to hide. Um, I actually have written down here. Um, nobody's there are nobodies up front when they because when they actually show the group leaving the tunnels, it's Tyler and it's a bunch of randoms because it was an ambush and these guys who I say randoms but they were part of the like Tyler was was an ex guard and the rest of them were part of the Commonwealth that disappeared and these were the witnesses that Mercer needed to get Pamela to get Milton out of office like just to get done like be done with her and this is to be legally to be done with her um so yeah Judith sees what's going on um at one point Milton Pamela comes up and is like standing on, on top of one of the pillars or one of the uh, uh, what are they called balconies there we go uh, and the guard next to her gets shot so she grabs the gun and she sees Maggie and she's about you know, like she gets ready to shoot her well Judas sees what's going on and pushes Maggie out of the way Judas gets shot in the shoulder but it knocks her out she's like 10 she's a little girl um, and once Daryl sees this Oh man, it's actually not just Daryl. Everybody, it's hell breaks loose. Even Milton herself is just like she realized this is bad. I I did it bad, and I actually have uh, you know, but she shot she shot she shot Judith. She's fucked. Like there's no coming back from this. Like she is going to be killed, <laughs> plain and simple. Like. If Daryl doesn't do it, Maggie's gonna do it. If Maggie doesn't do it, Carol's gonna do it. If Carol doesn't do it, Negan will do it. Like Judith is loved by so much. Heck, there was a like Judith was the only one talking to Negan for the longest time. Like he was stuck in jail and she would go up there and talk to him. So um it's not great. Daryl grabs her and like they they realize they need to get out now. Um and they do. Eventually they do. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, in an attempt to quell the rebellion, Milton has a massive herd led to the city to trigger a lockdown, like I said. But the herd contains a number of variant walkers and is able to overrun the Commonwealth's defense. By this time, Mercer had already been arrested. He tried to tell that captain to be like, hey, we need more guards here. Like, there's, for whatever reason, we can't stop these these walkers, which this also goes into effect. Like it, it, we're backtracking a little bit to the episode where those walkers were showing up and triggered another lockdown. Like I said, and Mercer had no idea how they got past the defenses. This is why they were led. They were supposed to get past the defenses. Um, but yeah, like this is a situation where Mercer's gone. So they're kind of leaderless. And one of the guards sees, like he's trying to call for backup. Like he calls for backup like three times. And then he sees a walker start climbing. He's like, what the? No. Like, and he's immediately radioing for backup again. And telling on the radio that one of the, the walkers is climbing the walls. And he shoots it down. But before he can do anything else, another one comes climbing over and, and gets him. And then... Like as they're falling down, he hits the the button 
to open up the gates, which just lets them all flood in. And it's they're on their way to the Commonwealth, obviously. Um, but while this is going on, while traveling with the herd, Aaron, Lydia, and Jerry are separated from the others, and Lydia is bitten, forcing an amputation. Um, that definitely sucked. That was, uh, like I said earlier, that was one of the things where, yes, she's not a OG character. There's Carol's and Daryl, the only two left of the OGs. But she was a character that was, like, you know, after a couple seasons, you, you know, she grew on me. Um, Jerry leaves to help the others as Luke and uh, Jules manage to reunite with the others in the Commonwealth. Uh, okay, yeah, so Jerry, uh, the whole reason Lydia got bit was because Elijah was trying to get into, uh, they, they were able to find this RV. Lydia, Jerry, and uh, Aaron got in there. Luke and, uh, Jules tried to get in there, but they got pushed back. And Elijah tried to get in there, but he just couldn't, like, break away from the group. Um, Lydia goes out and grabs him, and then the walker bites Lydia, which, again, this one is weird. I'm not sure exactly why, unless she was making noise, which I guess would track, because as soon as they got her back into the RV, they were banging on the door. So, I don't know. But then Jerry, like, Lydia wants to go out and look for Elijah. Obviously, she can't. She lost a shit ton of blood being amputated. Uh, so, Jerry, like, sacrificed himself. Is like, all right, I will, I'll go get him. Just, and it was actually kind of, <laughs> like, I like Jerry. Like, he's, he's a good guy. Uh, let's see here. So, and then it says Luke and, and Jules rearing that with the others in the Commonwealth. They're in the group. They're in the group of walkers that got filtered into, that actually made it into the Commonwealth. So, yeah, they do run across the group that is leaving Union Station, trying to get to the hospital, trying to get Judith to the hospital. Um, And then, as this is all going on, Pamela orders her soldiers to protect the homes of the elite, abandoning, abandoning the rest of the Commonwealth to their doom in order to save herself. Uh, as their friends struggle to hold back the herd, Daryl rushes Judith to the hospital for help. So what ends up happening, the captain comes in, tells Milton that, hey, the uh, the walkers are through the, like, they're in the city. They were being overrun. We need to divert people everywhere. And Milton's just like, no. No, we, we pull back all the guards to the elite area. And, you know, double the guards at my house and all this. And the captain's just like, but there are thousands of people out there. It's like, yeah, no, you do your job. You do what I tell you to. So I'm hoping this captain realizes that Mercer was right in his thinking. And I'm hoping that she, with some other ones, will release him and, uh, you know, actually be on their, like, that side. I don't know. We'll see what happens in, in the final episode. Um, but also with this, with Daryl getting... Uh, so, so, yeah, so they are able... The, the, the walkers are swarming in. The guards are, are blocking off alleyways. Uh, 
but Daryl and Judith, Daryl's able to get with Judith to a one alleyway before it gets blocked off by these walkers. And he's running, he's going, he's getting her to the hospital. Like she's got a bullet in her. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I know what's going to happen. Judith's going to survive. Come on. So that is it for now. Uh, when we come back from this last break, will be the final episode of The Walking Dead. So, here is your three count one more time. Uh, and then we will be right back. So, three, two, one. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. And we are back. All right, everybody. This is it. The final episode of The Walking Dead. Just got done watching it. And I... I'll say this. It was it was a satisfying ending. Was it the best ending? No. Endings are hard to do. They always are. But this one was able to wrap up the story... That they were telling for season eleven, um, in a in a somewhat satisfying way. Uh, I wished. I, I think I, I was complaining about this with the other ones. 
you know, <coughs> excuse me, they, uh, they're, you have all of these named people and no one named dies. Well, we get technically three named people die in this episode. The bad thing is two of them showed up last episode. Like we hadn't seen them for a while. They were part of the ocean siders. Uh, and then one actual person who's been here since season four, but that's it. That's all the names we, we got that dies. And I'm not trying to be, uh, not trying to say anything bad, but like, I kind of wish a few more did like it would have, it's just, it gives more gravitas to the story when you actually kill off important people. Not to say that the person who dies and I'll get to it when I do my breakdown. Um, <laughs> actually it pops up real quick. Uh, but not to say those guys aren't important, but like one person dying while that's great because it just shows the how competent everybody is to be able to to protect everybody uh, it also there are just no stakes you know in season 10 eight yeah because I think uh, that's what nine is when Rick left in eight when Carl got bit and he dies it's just one of those things where it's like okay Carl, He'd been around forever. Like, he he lived in this thing, and he, he made one mistake. Which, again, you make a mistake, and that's definitely going to come back to haunt you. Like, it's going it's, it's gonna to be problematic. But this mistake, you know, inevitably cost him his life because he wasn't paying attention. The person who gets bit in this episode, while they didn't really make a mistake, they got swarmed and... What looks like they successfully got out. So I'll just, without beating around the bush, um, it, well, the first couple sentences here. Jules is devoured, escaping from the horde, while Luke is fatally bitten and dies shortly thereafter. Jules and Luke were the two from Oceanside that were able to escape after Hornsby took it over and uh, got in contact with, you know, uh, Lydia, Aaron, Jerry, and Elijah, and then they got separated along with Elijah. From Aaron, Jerry, and Lydia. And that's when Lydia got bit. They had to cut off her arm. All that good stuff. Um, but here though. Rosita, Gabriel, and Eugene successfully successfully rescue Coco. Because when they got to the children's home. Uh, walkers had overrun it. And like you, the first thing you see are a bunch of walkers eating the adults in the main lobby. And they get back to the kids. And they're all in a in a crib, like crib has been turned over and there's a walker trying to get to him. But Rosita pump comes in, kills the, the couple walkers and then gets Coco, gets the daughter back. They're trying to escape, but what ends up happening, uh, Rosita is bitten on the left shoulder while escaping. So she is the one who does end off, end up dying. There's a nice little tearful goodbye at the end of the episode. Uh, like her laying in bed and everybody coming in and and uh, you know saying their goodbyes to her. Um, you don't see her get bit. Like what? She, like they are they are swarmed by the the walkers uh, and they're trying to climb uh, this pipe to get into this room on this building. Well, as she's climbing, like there's a couple walkers on her on her legs trying to pull her down, which is also kind of funny because considering. 
Um, and the other time, a walker is right there, and there's a leg right there. They bite the leg, but, you know, whatever. Regardless, they pull her down. She goes falling, and then she gets swarmed, only for her to pull out the giant, like, saw blade that she has and chop off some heads, get out of there. Uh, and she gets climbs up onto the ambulance that's right there and jumps to the uh, building to with Eugene and, and Gabriel. Um, I didn't think she was going to... Like, I'll, I'll admit... Rosita getting bit was kind of uh, surprising because she, like I said, she falls, gets swarmed, and then gets out. And it, it's later during some downtime where Rosita reveals to Eugene that she got bit. And he kind of starts to break down a little bit, but keeps her secret for now. She has to keep the secret because this is literally the calm before the storm. Like, they have to go, like, everybody had just met back up. And they have to go secure and save the Commonwealth because there's a whole issue there. Well, I'll get to that here in a minute. But it's uh, it was just it was her being the one that that gets it. You know, she's been here since season four. She came in with Eugene and Abraham. I forgot his name earlier in the episode when you guys were listening. So apologize for that. But Abraham was the other one. He was awesome. Um, so they are. Uh, it's just, it's, it's sad to see her go. I'm at, I'm like, and I hate to say it, like, oh, I'm happy that they killed off a named character, but I almost kind of wish it wasn't her, but that's kind of also the reason why it should have been her. I, it, when you start picking out who needs to die, it's, it's hard to be like, oh yeah, he's, he can die and she can die. Like, no, just you pick out the character, like the character that dies can't be the one that you don't want to die. Either way, whatever. I know I'm, I'm, this is all my opinion, you know, so if you guys have an opinion on, on, actually, yeah, if you, if you're listening to this, and you've gotten this far, um, let me know, like, hit me up on, on the Twitter, hit me up, actually, Twitter's the only way you can get a hold of me, um, yeah, sorry, so, hit me up on there, let me know your thoughts on, on, if you guys, if you have watched Walking Dead, if you've watched the season finale, um, let me know who you thought should have died. We'll go with that. Honestly, let me know what you think of all of this and, and honestly my coverage. But it is what it is. So let's continue on. Uh, after getting Judith to a safe house, house, she is treated by Tommy and reveals to Daryl and Carol that Michonne had left in search of a still alive Rick. I do want to pause for a second here. And so the very episode opens up with Daryl getting Judith to the hospital. Um, but the ho- there's nobody in the hospital because Milton had p- pulled everybody, all of the elites, all of the people that are helpful to the estates to save them to, or to basically fortify them and they'll be fine. And then everybody else is screwed. Mentioned that in the last bit before the break. So they get to the hospital and Judith is, you know, she's in and out. Daryl is, he's trying to find somebody. And then you see Judith, like, open up her eyes. And she sees a couple of guards come running through with, like, what looks to be medicine and equipment. Uh, Daryl gets beat up. But Judith is still there. Like, she's still 
in and out. And Judith is just a badass because she is cognitive enough to realize that there was walkers about ready to overrun the hospital. She gets out of bed and is able to fortify the door. Like she closes the door. She can't lock it because there's a zombie, there's a walker there, like you know, banging on it and, and trying to push it open. But she is able to get him back enough to where she could push a desk in front of it, which I mean, you were just about on your deathbed. So the fact that you're able to do that, that's that's that that strength that you find in the very last minute, in the you know, eleventh hour kind of a thing. Um, but she does pass out again after she fortifies the hospital. Um but the hospital does eventually get overrun. Um Carol along with uh let's see Yumiko, Magna, um Kelly and Connie and some other people, but they get there with Luke who you know, he dies uh here. This is where he actually does does bite it. Oh that was probably a bad turn of phrase. Because he was bitten and he died. Anyway, they they he passes. Uh, Daryl gives Judith some blood um, after he got patched up by I'm assuming Carol because there was nobody else there, no doctors. So they're just doing what they can with with what little first aid they can do. And um, walkers break in. They have to break out. They bust out as quickly as they can. Um, and they end up, as this is going on, Princess, uh, actually we'll see here, Princess and Max break, break Mercer out, who leads his men and the correlation forces in confronting Pamela as she barricades herself in the estate. What ends up here, like, Princess goes and, and takes out the walkers, blows open the door that's holding Mercer, gets him out. Mercer is able, with his men, that still loyal to him, gets all of, like, everybody, like, meets up at one central location and gets him, or he gets all of them into the estates so that they can see Tommy, see the doctor. And Tommy is able to save Judith, like, fully. Um, yeah, and, this you know, at this time, Aaron and Lydia show back up. Uh, yeah, obviously Lydia has, is one arm down, just what it is. Uh, but yeah, they get into the estates and then from that point is when, um, they, Mercer sees, he, he sees that Milton is killing all the people, killing anybody who tries to climb over the gate into the estate because, she is like, all right, no, I'm done with, uh, I'm done, I'm done trying. Like, I'm going to say, I have to make tough decisions. I'm going to save this person. I'm going to save this person. And she chose the rich over the poor. And that sucks because obviously they are all, all at the gate trying to get like begging the governor to let them in because the walkers are about ready to kill them. And the governor's just standing there like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so, like I said, when people started to climb, she makes the, um, the decision to shoot them when they climb over. Um, 
so Mercer sees all this and he's like, he, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to get you guys out. He's talking to the, uh, the group correlation, whatever you'll call them, gets them. He's like, okay, I'm going to get you guys out back through the, the tunnels. And Ezekiel's like, no, like these, these are our people. You're our people. Like we, you may not have, we may not have been here from the beginning, but we're here now and these people deserve better. So they are going to stay and they're going to, he they basically rallies everybody in the, the safe house to um, save Commonwealth from their corrupt governor. So Mercer goes out and confronts Milton and Milton's just like, all right, Hey, you, you know, tre- treason, traitor, uh, going to arrest you. And then around, Everybody comes, the rest of the group, Ezekiel, Daryl, all them. And there stand there was a standoff. And Mercer's just like, No, you are you're a corrupt governor. You are sacrificing these people for no reason. And as this is going on, uh Gabe's just like he's had enough of it. He starts to walk up to the gate and he's gonna open the gate to save the people. And the guard, uh, the the captain it's like, if you do that, if you take another step, we will shoot you. And then, basically, it's Daryl that comes up with, and the Zeke. Like, it basically is a, is a combination effect of everybody basically standing their ground on Milton and saying, no, we we have to be better than this. We need to save these people. And Milton's like, if you let them in, if you let the, these, the living in, the dead will come in too. It's like, we'll take care of the dead. But the fact that you prioritized yourself over the living is the problem. Um, and it got to the point where the guards are just like, the captain's just like, you know what? No, screw this. Screw Milton. Lower your guns, give him the key, let everybody in. And then they they finally, like, M- Milton gets arrested, and they're finally able to make a plan. Uh, at one point, Negan and uh, Maggie, they... Negan is, since, like, last episode, especially after Milton shot Judith, uh, he's been on a warpath of, like, she has to die. She can't stay a lot. Like, she can't stay in power. She can't stay here. Um, We need to take her out. And he's trying to convince Maggie to do it. But then he kind of switches tones of, like, you can't be the one to take her life. Because if you were, if you if you're the one that does it, it's gonna be he doesn't want that to weigh on her, um, because she has to come back. She has to be the bigger power. Um, he also not the bigger power. Sorry, the the bigger man. Basically, he has to. He's gonna because he's already like sick with himself. He is ultimately telling Maggie, like I'll sacrifice myself. I'll take this burden on. So that you are able to come back for your kid. Like I've already done so many horrible things. One more horrible thing is not going to. Like it will weigh on my conscience. But not as rough as it would you. And he ultimately gives a heartfelt apology to Maggie. About killing Glenn. Like he realized when he was there. uh, About ready to die for uh, Annie and the group at Alexandria. I'll post 22. That. He has, he fucked up hard before. 
And as much as he can, he he can apologize day in day out, but he has to prove from this day forward, you know, that he has changed, that he's a different man. And so he gives a heartfelt apology to Maggie, and she doesn't say anything right away, but she takes the gun back because he was gonna go and take care of this without her. Uh, so he she takes the the sniper rifles back, and as she's climbing the tower, um. She's like, are you are you coming? Like, we're we're gonna we'll do this. We gotta take care of this. Um, and so what happens here is they have a, a, a line of sight. They're gonna take out uh, Milton. Like Maggie's gonna pull the trigger, and Negan is is lining the shot up. You know, he he's the the eye. Um, but before anything can happen, this is when Mercer comes in. She gets arrested, and Negan even says like, that's actually worse for her. She has to live with this this burden every day instead of just being dead and, and it stopping. So what ultimately uh, ends up happening, though, is Mer- Milton got arrested and the zombies themselves, they were able to keep them out. And the few that did get in, they killed right away. So they're now at the gate. But in there is a zombie Hornsby. Um and so Mer- Milton sees that and she is gonna just let him either like whatever I'm done like I I lost like it just is the worst so she's going up there she's gonna get eaten but then Maggie puts a bullet through Mercer's head I'm sorry not Mercer <laughs> that'd be bad uh Hornsby's zombie Hornsby's head and and there we go like she is gonna rot in prison for the rest of her life. Um, let's see here. Uh, with the people outside about to be devoured, Daryl gives a rousing speech that causes Pamela's men to turn on her and allow everyone inside. Mercer arrests Pamela for her crimes, but she tries to feed herself to the zombified Lance instead. Recognizing the prison as a worse fate for Pamela, Maggie puts Lance down and saves her. Literally everything I just said. Uh, united and joined by Aaron, Lydia, Jerry, and Elijah... Everyone lures the herd into the estates and blows it up, destroying the herd and saving the commonwealth. Uh, in the aftermath, Rosita peacefully succumbs to her bite while Negan apologizes to Maggie, who is unable to forgive him, but decides to try moving past her anger. Uh, yeah, so what ends up here is, like I said, with the tearful goodbye. Uh, well, actually, we'll backtrack here. The, the, the group makes a plan, and with the guards... They are able to get all the fuel um, in the in the Commonwealth. Even they have some dynamite. They basically lay out a a trap for the uh, the zombies for the walkers, uh, and they lay it all out in the governor's manner. Um, they lure them there with some music, uh, cult personality. Great choice, by the way. And so all the walkers. You know, they show up, they come, uh, they then set off the bomb because they could take out the, they had said they could take out all these walkers and be fine. But the problem is, is that with all the variants, we don't know how, they didn't know how many variants were there, how many, you know, what everything could, what could happen. So they needed to take them out quick and decisive and right away. And they do, they drop them. They, uh, they, they lure them all here, blow up all of it, um, obviously take away a good chunk of Commonwealth. 
but that is how you do it. You, you, you sacrifice the buildings over the people. And that's the one thing that Pamela didn't understand. But at the same time, she brought this on herself. She was the one that lured these zombies, these walkers, to uh, the Commonwealth for control. She had no idea about the the variants. She had no idea about these new walkers that were climbing. Um, because if she had, I think she would have had another plan than bring them here so that she could... Like, her plan to control the people was terrible from the start. But it's just... It was just how she ran things. Um, so, with the... Uh, with the goodbye... Uh, it it's Rosita starts to tell people. Actually, she tells Gabe first because they were a couple. And as she's telling Gabe, Judith is looking on and she sees the look that that Gabe has, and she puts it together real quick. And I'm assuming that this is when Rosita starts to tell everybody because the next scene is is Maggie and Carol taking her up to her bed. Uh, and laying there, and then people start coming in saying their goodbyes. Um, that was it was a little tear jerkery ish. Um, not, I mean, a reminiscent of when Carl died, when they actually had him go. Uh, not as tearful. I think Carl was definitely hit harder uh, because, uh, well, both hit harder and. Um, was dumb. His his death was just dumb. But I also understand uh, what was going on there. That one was the actor, uh, and I can't remember his name now. He wanted to go back to school, so they needed to find a way to get him off the show. But I feel like that was the the worst way because now he is indefinitely gone, and I, I feel like you could have, oh I don't know, just had him leave somewhere, and then he could come back later. But whatever. That's, that's, again, my opinion. Um, Alright, so we... Uh, with the whole Maggie and Negan thing... She, like I said, she can't... Forgive him. But she doesn't... Because every time she looks at him, all she sees is... The bat hitting Glenn's face. And she can't look at him... Like that. So she can never forgive him. But she doesn't want the hate there... For Herschel to see. And she doesn't want that to be a thing. Um, that is always going to be around. Like, And there will be days. She even says there will be days where I can't look at you. I can't even talk to you. But you just. I know you're doing better. And you need to just keep doing better. Like she. She understands what he is doing. She understands that he is trying. And that to her is more important than. Than the forgiveness. Because she, she can't forgive him. She's never going to forgive him. And I don't blame her one bit. Going to make her really weird. Because they have a new show coming out with those two. So I mean I get. Oh the dynamic is. They still hate each other. But now they have to work together. I mean they've been doing that this whole season. So I don't know what you want. Alright so a year later. Ezekiel is governor of the commonwealth. While the communities remain united. In creating a better future. Um, I think I've written down that it's actually Ezekiel and uh, Mercer. They're they're running the Commonwealth together. Ezekiel's governor, but the uh, Mercer is general governor. So he, it, it's a co-run uh, thing, which great. 
these are the people that saved the Commonwealth. It makes sense that they would be the ones running the Commonwealth. Uh, Eugene and Max have a child now, which is great. They've rebuilt a lot of what was blown up. Uh, I think they actually, they even have like plaques made for everyone that died, uh, like put up around the fountain, which is fun. Um, we do see Alexandria and Hilltop. Uh, they are thriving. They have, they have come back. Um, you know, Aaron is running Alexandria. Maggie is running Hilltop again, but you know, respectively. And it, you see that it's, it's getting better. Like things with the three of them, with their three, um, I guess powers, like it's, everything's going to be great. I wish they were went back to Oceanside to see what's going on there. I mean, I know they said Oceanside was taken over, but I didn't know if it was taken over and destroyed or just taking over and, and, you know, there's still something there. We have no idea what happened to the people of Oceanside. I, I mean, outside of them maybe being part of the group that was in uh, Outpost 22, which, again, we don't fully know because they don't really, they didn't really show everybody. So I don't know. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens. Actually, no, we won't see that the, the show's over. So we don't see anything anymore. Um, let's see here. Now we're aware that Rick's alive. Daryl sets out on his own to find him, which I, the, the way the scene is set up, knowing full well that it was, the Daryl spinoff was supposed to be a Daryl Carroll spinoff. And then um, the actress. Oh, why did I? Melissa McBride. Yeah, is that right? Um, do, 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 yeah. She uh, said that she's done playing Carol. She didn't want to come back for the, for the spinoff. Makes me kind of think that this scene, like they reworked this scene. Um, they had to refilm it. To uh, to make it line up, and if not, whatever. Like it just it. I got that vibe only because of that knowledge I knew. It may not have been, but but yeah, it that that is actually more of a tearful goodbye than Rosita, which is not great. Um, it because it's it's Carol and Daryl talking, and they are uh, ultimately just they're saying goodbye to each other because they uh, you know they've been. The OGs. They're, they're the last two remaining. And it was... That that one was actually... Uh, that was that was a good goodbye. Um, yeah. So... But... We do end it uh, elsewhere. Michonne continues her search for Rick. On Bloodworth Island, where Michonne would eventually find his belongings. Rick writes a message for Michonne before... F- being found by a CRM helicopter and forced to surrender. And what this is, it's it's the note along with the camera or the phone with Michonne and Judith etched in it that she finds back in season, I don't know, 9, 10, whatever it was. Uh, that caused her to leave. And it, uh, you see... Both side, both sides. Uh, Michonne is on a horse, facing off against a horde of zombies, walkers, and Rick is there. Like I said, he's about ready to be captured. Um, but we also do see, like, it's them saying 
ultimately saying like uh, I wouldn't be where I am without the people who who got me here kind of thing. Uh, they both are saying that. Like she's writing a note to Judith and uh, RJ, their son, uh, and then uh, Rick is writing a note to Michelle, basically. And while they're doing this, we are seeing flashbacks, uh, stock footage, if you will, archive arch- archival footage of everybody, everybody that was in the show, everybody that died. Um, that was probably the best way they would be able to get these people on the show, you know, because they're dead. So it, um, I, I, I even said, I said this in the group chat for GUA, like the show outside of them bringing Michonne and Rick back, which I knew they were going to because they needed to, like, you cannot have a show about the walking dead or with The Walking Dead, and not have Rick show back up. Um, like, the ending was going to be hard if they, even if they don't have them. Like, they need to have them. Um, and this, like I said, it was a satisfying ending. Was it the best ending? No. You had 11 years. No, sorry, 11 seasons, 12 years to try and wrap up this this show. Like, no matter what you did, you were, you were up against the wall. What they did, though, I think was a good ending for the season and a just below good. Like, it was still good, but not like it wasn't great for the series. Um, but even at that, like the series, while the series is over, you've got Daryl going off to Paris in his show. You've got Negan and, and Maggie going off to New York in their show. And then you still have the fear of the Walking Dead coming out, and it's and obviously Michonne and Rick with their show. Like, and I don't know where that's going to be, but you've got a plethora of uh, of spinoffs, plethora of things for this universe. Where yes, the main show is done, but the world is still going on, so the story is still being told. Um, not saying that that's like wrong or bad, um, because I know they had what the the uh, the Walking Dead. There was a Walking Dead show spinoff that I think only lasted like two seasons, maybe three. Not a lot of people watched it. I don't think. Uh, I obviously it didn't do so well because it got canceled after, like I said, two or three seasons. But you got Fear the Walking Dead, which is still going well. Um, I know the premise of fear was it, it's like the start of the outbreak and then moving forward. But because they had, Oh, what's his name? Um, do the stick crap. I, I literally really had it a few minutes ago, whatever. Uh, they had, they had him. Gosh, I wish, okay, you know what? No, uh, whatever. He crossed over to it, and because he's on their show, it, I feel like that brought it to current, and now it's just, it's The Walking Dead again. It's all that one is. So, good for them, for I guess, for making that continue on. Um, and, you know, we also have the other three shows one, two, yeah, three spinoff shows coming out. So the universe is still there. 
if uh, so I'm not planning currently I'm not planning on watching those shows to cover on the podcast if however you guys liked my coverage here um, and you want me to continue on let me know like like I said earlier hit me up on on social media while Twitter is still a thing um, and let me know if you are interested in me uh, me doing this uh, doing some more of this I'll probably stick with this format from now on I, I think I'll start doing um, I'll watch a couple episodes talk about it watch a couple more talk about it um, for all my shows going forward for like uh, when I do a, a cover a show like this maybe I uh, I need to figure out because there's like warrior none is back so I want to cover that up uh, here soon then maybe I will do it maybe I'll do like a couple episodes at a time talk about it and yeah yep yep I'm working this out on the show live you guys you heard my process it's a weird process so that being said uh, thank you guys for listening you can find this show on Twitter at walk the verse you can find me on Twitter at um actually underscore actually uh, and you can find my other show, Comic Book Rundown, on Twitter, at Comic Rundown, and on Instagram, at Comic Book Rundown. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for... Actually, you know what? I'll honestly, I will thank you for making me watch this. I know when I when Season 11 started, uh, I had put the poll out there about watching the show for... Watching Walking Dead for this show. Um... And I was reluctant. And watching the seasons 7 through 10 like I did, as quickly as I did, definitely burnt me out. And I was very sour in that first uh, part of season 11. But to be honest, thinking back on it, that first part, there was a lot of problems. But they were moving pieces. They were trying to get stuff at certain spots. So it all makes sense in the long run. But I just know I was bitter after binging three seasons worth of the show in a week that I was just done. Um, but I am happy. I'm happy you guys voted for me to watch it. I'm happy that I did watch it and did get caught up because there was characters that showed up in here in this season. That if I had just gone in and not watched the previous seasons, it would have been bad. So... So there we go. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.